and welcome to Pottyman Park All-Star Break slash Can the Hit and Go Tradition. I'm Andrew Burns, joined by Kunshaw. How are you doing? Have you uh, fired anyone from your staff recently? I have not, but the only person on my staff is my dog, and she has job security for life. Yeah, actually, I think you might be reporting to her, so. Yes. <laughs> Check the org chart on that one. Yes, that, that, that is fair. <laughs> but, but yeah, you know. uh, Dylan Lawson, gone, which is uh, pretty shocking in a sense, just because the Yankees had not made a coaching change under Brian Cashman in the middle of the season, and obviously that goes back to 1998. They've been extremely reluctant to make changes like that. And the fact that the Yankees actually did it really says something about how disastrous, in some senses, the first half has gone. Like, obviously, again, it's like a sliding scale disaster. It's not as bad as like the Padres or Mets, but it's been pretty bad so far. And there are just holes up and down the lineup with the offense without Aaron Judge. Some of that, I think can fairly be put on Cashman himself for the poor roster construction, but this is the easy fall guy. And for the first time in a long time, the Yankees just said, let's just can the hitting coach. So, Yeah, exactly. It's funny because uh, on the other two teams you mentioned, are, they're also fourth place teams in their division, but that's the, they're also under 500, whereas the Yankees are still seven games over 500. So it's not like an awful record. And they're like still within striking distance of at least, you know, third place they're a game behind, second place they're like five games behind. But yeah, I mean, it's not just this year too. It's like the second half of last year, and like yeah. it, it, it's not just like a fresh problem that the Yankees are dealing with. It's like you know, for all the praise that Dylan Lawson has received, the the results just haven't translated at least with this team in the major leagues. Yeah, and it's something as simple as this isn't working. Let's just see if a new voice fixes things because sometimes that's all it takes and maybe someone else saying something in a different way will help bring the message home to some of these hitters who can make a change i don't know if like guys like dj lemayhu and josh donaldson are going to change at all probably i don't know how much you could do with Giancarlo stan at this point because he just runs hot and cold anyway but maybe something better clicks with glaver torres who has not been bad but he can hit a little bit better and we can talk about his fielding later that's something else that like Volpe recently did his fix with seemingly without Lawson's instruction really and Oswaldo Cabrera fell on his face and now is just almost a non-factor and it's just been it's pretty bad like how you like the message hasn't clicked with even like the other guys on this team who are not aging veterans <laughs> Right, exactly. Like the veterans, like you kind of understand, like almost like it's going to be hard for any hitting coach to kind of like, you know, come in and like change things or work with people who are just like established in the league and like they're 10 plus years in the league. Like they're not really changing a lot or listening to anybody. Yeah. They know what they're, they're, they know what brought them success. And like it's a little bit stubborn, hard headed thinking, sure. But like, but the, the young guys, like it's just weird. And, Anthony Rizzo, like, is probably a good example of somebody who probably could use a little bit of help if he is truly healthy. And but he, and he said it's just a mechanical thing, but like, he hasn't really hit since that neck injury. So, like, if he is actually healthy, the, the, either Dylan Lawson's unable to figure out what's wrong with him or unable to get him to buy into his message. Either way, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Rizzo hasn't homered since uh, like mid end of May. And for a guy like Rizzo, that's alarming, you know? And again, some of this can be attributed to slumps, just the ebbs and flows of the season, but how it was just 
snowballing to make the Yankees so terrible with the bats almost every single night, except for some like 10 run outbursts against the A's. Like it's just for a full month now, just been a whole bunch of nothing. And there were so many, so many stretches last year when Aaron judge was the only guy who was doing anything. Right. Yeah. And the, it's like, it's not even just like the, like the past month, like Aaron judge just helps masks a lot, a mask, a lot of problems. That's really what it comes down to. And Without Aaron Judge, those problems just become a lot more, you know, front and center. <laughs> yeah, like they're I mean, you look at their overall numbers, they're like close to leak average ish, maybe a bit below. But then you think about how much Judge is carrying that, and it's like, oh, this is actually a lot worse. And sure enough, over the right. last month, I think I saw their team WRC plus is like eighty six or something, which is, you know, 2013, 2014 levels, twenty sixteen. You don't want to go into that territory. You never want to go there. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I don't think that we are like, ah, okay, good. Season fixed. It's going to be smooth sailing now. But something I think had to be shaken up. And, you know, it's it's like a low bar because, again, we think that there are problems structurally with this team that Cashman has put in place. But at least there is a decision to, okay, we can't just keep rolling with the same idea. We'll just have to change things up a little bit. Maybe that'll do something. 100%. 100%. And like, even if the, the with the structural roster construction problems that we've, you know, d- discussed ad nauseum, this team shouldn't be this pathetic and this bad. <laughs> like, there's talent on this team. It's just poorly constructed in the sense of like, it's not really built to manage like injuries well and things like that. But like, there's talent on this team and that talent is just gone for some reason or zapped of its energy and life. Yeah, there's and, no reason that this team should not be at least in a wild card spot right now, and like right. or like hovering on the fringes of it. That's where we are as the first half ends with them in fourth place, trailing the Blue Jays, trailing the Orioles, trailing the Astros, trailing the Rays. Only one game ahead of the Red Sox in last place. So, it's lots of problems going on right now. Yeah, and like again, losing Aaron Judge is going to be hard for any team to withstand. Sure. So, like that's fair. Like, yeah, I get that. They should be. They shouldn't be struggling this much to score runs. Or like, like we we see the Yankees score three runs in a game. Like, oh my god, this is an outburst for them. Like that yeah. shouldn't be happening. <laughs> like one of the reasons that the so just to briefly summarize last week, they won the first two games against the Orioles. They lost the last two. That sucked. Then they lost the opening game to the Cubs series that Jamison Tyone, who'd been terrible this year, shutting them out on one hit through eight. Uh, I think the suspicion is that that is what was the final nail in the coffin for Lawson because Cashman talked to Hal Steinbrenner the next day. And then obviously the next day, the hammer came down. So they won Saturday and then Sunday, they actually had scored four runs. And to your point, it was like, oh my God, what a, what a blessing this is. They better win this. (laughs) And they didn't. (laughs) I was there for it. I saw a Kyle Gashioka home run. (laughs) Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And you you were treated to quite the uh, collapse. I was, I was, I was. And just more the careless shit from Glaber. Like there, there's a double yeah. play ball. Should have gotten out of that inning. Didn't happen. Um, doesn't let the bullpen off the hook for you know losing the lead entirely, and then in the eighth inning losing the tie. The Dron Marinaccio did nothing. That was no. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, like th- again. The bullpen's still very good, but like they're probably been overused and fatigued a little bit. They could they sure. could probably use all star break more than anybody. But like yeah. so because like I think I feel like they have been a little bit more 
suspect recently in the last like couple weeks not like that they've been bad but just opportunities to like not just be as shut down as you know we know they can be have arisen have risen a lot more glaber yeah like he he boots that whatever and it's just like oh god what are you doing you roll your eyes but again you should be able to score a few more runs like it shouldn't just be the end of the game end of the world when the cubs just tie the game at four yeah and it's not like the cubs bullpen is like oh my god they're like it's the most dominant mid 2010s royals or whatever like no they're no like they're just the Cubs bullpen. This Cubs team is under 500 for a reason, and the the offense just rolled over after that. But this, yeah, yeah I, I fully agree with you that the bullpen is definitely showing some some signs of wear and tear. That's you know one of the byproducts of the fact that Garrett Cole has had an anchor in this rotation basically by himself for the first several months. The bullpen right. has been worked a lot basically on every other day because you know sometimes you'll get like Herman doing a longer effort, but like. You know, you weren't really, you're not really getting that from Schmidt. You're not really getting that from the, uh, from like Brito or Randy Vasquez. You're definitely not getting it from Severino, who just got lit the hell up again. And yeah. uh, he's in serious jeopardy of his rotation spot, I think. And there's an argument that you just should replace him immediately because it's, he's, he's not giving you even a chance to win. Like, he, 1927 Yankees couldn't win with the holes that he's putting them in. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah, that that that's bad, and that's like just depressing. <laughs> it's it's really sad too. <laughs> uh Severino, we had hope, and then it crashed, and then like we almost thought we had hope again, and then it crashed again. Yeah. So, I that... mean, Carlos Rodon is back. Is it not, I, I can't say back is there for the first time. <laughs> that's hey, yeah. nice. He he made. He, I, he, I would say he's back. He made a start. You know. <laughs> Well, I, I just I can't say he's back because like this is the first time he's been for the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that's true. <laughs> that, that, that's more the, the clarification I was going for. I did appreciate him being able to pitch into the sixth in his first outing. So, you know, that was that was a very, very welcome sight. Yeah, he looked good. I only caught the highlights of that one, but the pitches were moving pretty, pretty solid. And uh, the rehab starts had all gone pretty well. I think he did about as much as you could hope. Like when your offense does that little, then mm-hmm. that sucks. Carlos Rodon can't do anything about it. But that was a good introduction, and that was nice to see him with the uh, popped open jersey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, there's not much you can do if uh, your team just scores no runs at all because that was a three nothing loss, and he was responsible for two runs. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so like that 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 loss is anybody but Rodon's fault. It's. Probably Dylan Wilson's fault. <laughs> yeah, it's all Dylan Wilson. I can just imagine the conversation between Hal and Cashman. Like, didn't we have this guy? He's not this good, is he? No, yeah. he's not. Yeah, and especially with how he's been pitching in the first half right. of the Cubs, he was awful. And he answered the game with a, I forget if his ERA was over six or seven, but it was not good either way. And like the peripherals think, weren't good. And he rocked, he a, dominated them. I think it was a 6.93 ERA before this game. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's bad. All due respect, JMO. I like the guy, but no, no, no. <laughs> I enjoyed him as a. I enjoyed him on the Yankees. Like he 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 wasn't awful with the Yankees. He's been awful with the Cubs. Yeah, it was a six point nine three ERA, and eight shutout innings have has only lowered his ERA to a six point one five. Yeah, that's how bad he's been. Just I want to emphasize this. It ain't good. <sighs> no, it ain't good. But. We move on. Uh, we should talk about uh, the MLB draft began last night. 
The Yankees only had uh, one pick on day one. It was going through the first few rounds. They lost their second and fifth rounders for signing Carlos Rodon, but they made their number one pick, which was the 26th pick overall. And they picked George Lombard Jr., who is a high school shortstop out of Miami. He's only 18 years old. They're a young 18, too, because he just turned 18 in June. He's born in 2005. Eek. <laughs> uh, that's the short scouting report. But just like a little bit of a rundown on him. He's already 6'3", 190, uh, with a growing frame. He's a Vanderbilt commit, sort of like uh, Anthony Volpe was a few years ago. He's actually the first high school first rounder that the Yankees have taken since Volpe. Uh, Keith Law said that it was probably going to be a longer development for him than it was for Volpe, for Volpe, who really moved up the the development charts pretty fast with some tweaks he made during COVID. But uh, Lombard does seem like a guy who has a good all-around profile with some growing strength. Baseball America says he's a controlled and balanced but powerful swing. He's already seen plenty of spin and his perfect game circuits, so it's not a totally... Uh, unusual thing for him to see. He he will strike out some, but is not expected to be like a big strikeout guy the way like Spencer Jones was last year. Um, some concerned among the fans, like he's a shortstop, yeah, but a lot of the best players in the draft generally tend to be shortstop because that's where the best baseball players generally tend to play. Generally tend to play, and you can well, always move, take... you can always move down the defensive spectrum. <laughs> but why would they take a shortstop? They need an outfielder right now. Rattle, yeah. rattle, rattle, rattle. <laughs> uh, isn't it always that goes? But. <laughs> yeah, they they will see what they they think that he can stick a shortstop. Baseball America says there's a chance to. I I'm a little less certain about it, but we will see exactly. He's got plenty of time. He's again, he's very young. So, uh, I think it's a pretty good pick for where they were in the draft. There was connected to this uh, guy who is actually from the New York area, Sammy Safira, who is also a high school shortstop. But they decided to take Lombard, and they seem pretty confident in his game, and they, they love his makeup. His parents are both athletes. His dad played in the big leagues for six years. He's a coach with the Tigers. So he's also that like familiarity with big league atmosphere, sort of like you get with like a Vlad Jr. and all these other legacy dudes who are around the majors at this point. So... That's uh, that's George Lombard Jr. Your mini scouting report. Ooh, welcome aboard. Yeah, that's I've always enjoyed seeing like the new talent come into the system, and there's always yeah. the hope for something great. Sometimes it turns into Aaron Judge. Sometimes it turns into Kyle Holder. So you know, pencil him in as the 2025 opening day shortstop, or it's a bus. Yeah. Wow. Already locking in. <laughs> yeah. He's got a year. Yeah. Volpe, old, washed. Get out. Yes. Follow your retirement papers. <laughs> so that's uh that's the lombard pick they will have some more coming uh later today in day two they'll be picking through the end of round 10 and then tomorrow they will finish out with uh rounds 11 through 20 pinstrip Ballet will have still lots of coverage coming from me from jake from madison from marcus uh you'll see kunj and our old friend matt provzano pop in peter so you know stay tuned and listen to more about the next generation of baby bobbers so I think do you, you want to add in anything else or do you want to take a quick ad break? We can take an ad break. Yeah. Then we'll we'll wrap up. Not not too much more to go into, but yeah. No. Okay. Ad break right now. And we're back. So uh, we'll do a quick run through of uh, some injuries first. Judge is playing catch, hitting off a tee, jogged on an anti-gravity treadmill, which again, this just sounds like always the coolest thing, <laughs> even if even if it <laughs> probably isn't in practice, but 
he's skipping the all-star festivities entirely to, just to focus on his rehab. So he seems to be making progress. Still no specific timetable, obviously. But for now, all we can do is like look for whatever updates there are and be like, okay, he's alive. I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah, it's better than like before when it was just, yep, he's still there. His body still exists. Yeah, and It's like the only update we got. So he, him being able to do stuff is definitely a sign, at least in the right direction. Right. We'll see. We'll see where it goes from there, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like maybe August, but again, nothing specific. Hopefully if it's not August then the Yankees are in trouble. Yankees are Yankees are in yeah. trouble anyway, but right. point point stands. They're they're going outside the org for a hitting coach, but maybe he'll solve everything. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Nestor seems like he's working his way back slowly too. He was moved to the sixty for when Carlos Rodon was activated, but the Boone said that, that was more just a clerical move. Seems like he will probably target the beginning of August to return. He was throwing off the mound to Greg Allen the other day at Yankee Stadium. So yep. making progress. Uh, but we'll probably need a few rehab starts since he's been out for a while at this point. But they can get Nestor back to anything. You know, it, Even if he's not the all-star he was in 2022, the guy he was at the end of 2021 would be pretty damn useful too. Right. Yeah, according to MLB.com, like, um, Cortez... He's not eligible to come off the IL until August third now with the move, but probably wasn't going to come back before yeah. then anyway. But they're still targeting him rejoining the big league rotation the first week of August. He's supposed to pitch again on July thirteenth in Tampa, so let's see. Okay, yeah, and considering how Severino has looked, yeah, uh, we we need Esther. <laughs> Please and thank you. Yes, hopefully um, he can figure out that third time through the rotation thing. Yeah, yeah. Jake Bowers got his turn on the uh, IL shuffle. He hurt his left rotator cuff, diving for a ball that went for a triple, and that was sort of a doomed play uh, last week. But he's on the IL. There was a thought, oh, maybe they would look at Florial. Now it's just Franchi again, which just, again, speaks to how much they just don't really seem to like Florial at all, because it's not like it would be that hard to get him on the 40. But whatever. I mean... Again, like, I'm not a huge Florial believer, but the fact that, like, you keep picking Franchi over him is really stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> my only th- my only thought is that they're definitely just trying to, like, not expose him in the majors and, like, seeing if they could get something for him. But he's not, but if they've already, like, but, DFA'd like, him, then, like, I don't think you're going to, like... Yeah, but Brian Cashman thinks he's very cute and very smart, so... Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I don't think, like, a few at-bats are going to change what people's assessment of him are, so... No, 100%. I agree with you, but like Brian Cashman is going to do Brian Cashman things. And it's like the only thing I can think of that just quote unquote makes sense. Like, I don't agree with it, nor do I think it makes sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to make the lineup look even worse so that he didn't have, have, have a better reason for firing Lawson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although apparently Franchi got one of the two hits <laughs> Friday. So. Oh, congrats. Yay. Incredible. Extend him. And that's because oh, right. Franchi was down in the minors. He wasn't up with the majors, see? It's true. See? There's yeah. a connection here. And Greg Allen, as we said, was taking at-bats against um, Nestor. So maybe he could come back later in the month. He's been out for a little while. He was Remember, he was like one of the reasons why that DFA'd Hicks when they did, because they could add Allen onto the roster and have him be a good backup guy. And I think he would be probably more useful than Florial. So the only re- the only reason the franchise thing could work is if like Allen is hurrying back because he's an actual reserve outfielder. So again, this is not like oh the the IL activation that will save the season, but maybe no. he will do something. 
it's just the IL activation that activates an adult. Yeah, that's that's about it. <laughs> All right. So that's going on with injuries. Again, injuries are a problem, but they are not the problem. Remember, the Braves won the World Series in 2021 without Ronald Acuna Jr., so Yankees should be doing better without Aaron Judge. That's that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, again, there's talent on this team, and they're just not performing. And... Right. Well, let's uh, check in with the uh, B-Ref update. I assume Garrett Cole, the lone Yankees All-Star who will actually be in Seattle, will be here. So yeah. he will be number one. Yes. <laughs> no changes to the top two. Uh Garrett Cole still leading the way. Aaron Judge following him. Anthony Volpe slowly catching up to Aaron Judge. Judge is at 2.3 wins, and Anthony Volpe's at 2.1. Then following him is uh, Michael King, Clay Holmes, Glaber Torres, Harrison Bader, Anthony Rizzo, Tommy Kingley, and this is one's my favorite appearance, the man who's played three games, Randy Vasquez, <laughs> Then rounding out the top 12 are Wandy Peralta and Ian Hamilton. Like, what are we doing here? (laughs) Yeah. Again, the same commentary is the same comment I'm going to make. I've made the last, I think, two weeks in a row or three weeks in a row. I'm going to make again. This just tells you the state of the team. Yeah. Like, all due respect to all these relievers who have been good, but there shouldn't be this many relievers and Randy Vasquez. And Randy Vasquez. And Randy Vasquez isn't even 12th, he's 10th. There's yeah. two people worse than him. Randy Vasquez, who has uh, made three starts. Yeah, exactly. He's pitching three games. That's it. Which, and don't get me wrong. He pitched very well in all three games. Yeah. But, A lot better than expected for any of them. So, like, kudos to him. But, yeah, it's not exactly what you want. No, no. And, again, we'll do our... Uh, unhonorable shout out to uh, Luis Severino at the bottom, negative 1.1 war. Oh boy. Yeah, no, it, it ain't pretty. And on the offensive side, Oswaldo Cabrera, negative 0.9. Ooh. Not great. But no. that's the 2023 Yankees at the moment. So. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's move on. I scrolled away from the notes. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so we'll move on to the Yankee and Manfred of the week. All right. Who is your Yankee of the week? I'm going to go with the combination of Cashman Boone just for like, (laughs) as much as I'm not praising them for firing a dude, like that's not what I'm happy about. It's, I appreciate trying something new, even if it's just not necessarily going to work or save the season. There's a lot more fundamental flaws. Again, it's just instead of just sticking with the norm and just, you know, we'll address it later or some crap like that. Like they're actually trying something now. I, it's not, not something that ever happens or, and so I'll have to give them a little bit of credit there. They're ever so slight. I, I'm not giving him any Yankee of the week honor for what they've been doing. So I steadfastly <laughs> refuse. I do not endorse. This is a Kunshaw special. <laughs> this is a Kunshaw special. That's fine. I'll take it. All right. Uh my Yankee of the week, I'll just say Volpe. Again, he's been looking better. Uh, got the home run that should have propelled them to victory on Sunday. The leadoff thing didn't really work as well for a few days, but then he reverted back to form. So uh, I still like where he is at the end of the first half. His numbers are a lot better than they were looking a month ago. So feel pretty good about him, and there aren't many people in the lineup I can say that about. So we'll we'll give it to Volpe. Yeah, that's fair. 
my honorable mention will just go to Carlos Rodon for you know making his Yankees Yankee debut and pitching yeah. well. It's a good start. All right, uh, who's your man for the week? We've mentioned him a few times. It's Luis Severino. Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, not great. Come on, dude. Again, he's not giving them a chance, and that sucks. No. That Orioles like, game is just embarrassing too. With like, like oh, they lost the third game, but they could still win the series. And that's like, no, you can't. No. <laughs> Couldn't even pitch out of the third. Seven runs, ten hits. It's, yeah. it's the only one walk. So it's like it, it, he's just hasn't looked good. <laughs> no, very hittable before, stuff. Before that, nine runs and in four innings against the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's that's all you can say. That's all you can say. Yeah. My Manfred of the week is going to go to Anthony Rizzo and DJ LeMahieu. Just shared honor. They're they're not looking great. It's it's just tough. And DJ LeMahieu just see he, he's almost feeling like an automatic out, and that's so weird with him. And it it I think one of the reasons that Lawson got fired is because he can't figure out DJ LeMahieu. And again, right. he might just be an aging veteran at this point. There's not much you could do about it, but like. It, this is a serious problem. He's under contract for a few more years, and they need something out of him. And I don't know if the yeah. foot thing just never really healed, but he says he's feeling okay. So who the hell knows? Yeah, who knows? And that's the thing. Like, with the, the, they're also the two type of players who will try and play through an injury and like you know tough it out and all that. And like, I can kind of get it to a certain extent, especially because like they they feel like you know leaders of this team with Iron Judge gone and whatever. But like, at least just say something. So we're yeah. not just thinking you suck. Yeah, you're not leading <laughs> when you're just like rolling over and hitting grounders. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm I'm so inspired now as he yeah. ground the hill, weekly grounds at. I should say, uh, uh I forgot about something. For honorable mention for Yankee of the Week, Giancarlo Stanton for hitting the <laughs> Audi deck. It was pretty good yeah. on Saturday. I was gonna say I was actually gonna ask the Giancarlo Stanton uh, spare your wrath just uh get spared your wrath because of uh his performance on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, hey, it, I I enjoyed that because you know he had the absolute tank of a home run and then he got the lighter that he barely hit the bottom of the foul pole down yes. the right field line. <laughs> Which is the most like even like I think I listened to the Sterling call and he's like like Giancarlo, who knows he post to Parlo, Stantonian blast. Well, not really Stantonian, but <laughs> <laughs> It is funny that you just saw the two opposite ends of the spectrum with Giancarlo, like the mammoth moonshots that just make your jaw drop, and then just the line drives that are just absolutely hilarious to yeah, watch. Like, and then, it looked like he got a triple for a second. I was like, oh my god, what, what year yeah. is this? But no, it's yeah, just a right? home run. His last triple was 2018. That's amazing. I, I was, I was going to say, I think he did have one with the Yankees. Yeah, his first year, but... Only 11 in his career. He did have five, apparently, when he was 21. But, you know, more speed then. Anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Also, that Marlins Park, Lone Depot Park, whatever you want to call it, is, does have some weird dimensions. I feel like that allows more for triples than Yankee Stadium does. But either way, hard for a guy like Stan to get triples. Man, it just depressed me to realize that, like, Stanton and I are, like, in the same age group. <laughs> oh, yeah. The weirdest one for me is, like, Wandy Peralta is born in 1990 and like i no excuse me 1991 and i think of him like oh he's this grizzled lefty veteran it's like no he's actually younger than me <laughs> wait he's not like 43 years old yeah he's 31 he's younger than us oh my god no yeah he turns 32 on the 27th but that's uh that's it <laughs> yeah john carlos has five months on me yeah well 
And you, I I think, and you have uh, almost you have uh, 387 fewer homers than him. I, I I do have 387 fewer homers than him. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> All I right. Don't like that, Sierra Crunch. <laughs> so coming up, we got the home run derby tonight, All Star game tomorrow, then the Yankees will resume Friday at Coors Field. We will see if the Yankees do better against a different sub 500 NL opponents. Please, John Carlo. Please, John Carlo, just hit one to the moon. Yeah, he's. If you look at his home run history in Denver, he's hit some crazy ones, of course, especially with the Marlins. Hit twelve to the moon, like not one, just hit twelve to the moon. Make a new hitting coach X a genius. Yes, I will say that it is like setting him up for a nice cushy start. By getting it, by saying like, okay, you're hired, and then the Yankees hitters get to go to Coors Field against the Rockies. <laughs> like, all right, he did it. He did it. <laughs> Genius scheduling, sir. Good work. <laughs> Although right, the flip side is that they don't hit. That is even worse. <laughs> well, then it's like give them some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So three in Denver, they should win that series theoretically, but who the hell knows? And then three yeah. gets the Angels, who have been falling apart without Mike Trout now. Uh, Otani had to leave his last start with a blister. So, I th- they might be doing their full Angels thing now, in which case, yeah, said, take advantage. They, they might be in uh, full-on Angels form. <laughs> yeah. I like the like 24-hour period where like they lost Trout Rendon went down too, even if Rendon's not been Rendon, but then they Otani had to leave with the blister. It's like, ah, so now it is. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So that's the Yankees. They will hopefully not be as much of a disappointing dumpster fire in the future, but who the hell knows? <laughs> who knows? So on that cheery note, we will sign off. Follow us on Twitter at Podument Park, at Pinstrip Alley, at Merns PSA. Uh, Pinstrip Alley is also on Blue Sky and Threads now. We are doing some stuff over there in case the uh, other in case the, the bird site falls apart. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, is that is that your insight? Or oh wait, here, how about for your random thing of the week? How was uh, your wife's first experience at a Yankees game? She 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 had fun. She um, I didn't make her wait an hour and a half in line for the 99 burger, which let me tell y'all they sell more than 99 of them. Because I asked the guy when I went there, I was like, oh, when we finally got a line to like purchase it. So there's two lines, one to purchase it and one to what you get your receipt and stand on the line for the actual burger. I was like, oh, what number are we? Because the counter wasn't, it was still on zero the whole time. Like, yeah, you guys got to be like 120 or something. I was like, wait, how? There's <laughs> only 99. He's like, no, we go to like 199, sometimes a little bit more. It's not really set. I was like, whoa. Good to know. All right then. But besides that, she enjoyed it. She enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was funny watching her yell at the players and like, "Hey, it's okay if I strike out, but you guys get paid millions of dollars." And just like booing Josh Donaldson, and she knows nothing about baseball, but just for her to just automatically know to boo Josh Donaldson just made me very happy. Yeah, it's it's a good thing to know inherently. You know, <laughs> we did not actually invoke Donaldson's name once in this podcast, but. No, exactly. But like, she somehow just hated him the most, and it was the funniest thing in the world to me. That is pretty funny. Remember when it looked like he got hurt and had to leave the game, and then he just popped back up? It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that happened. I see. All right. Well, that is Yankee Stadium. Uh, Ray, maybe you can go to a better stadium next time. (laughs) Woo. Okay. So that'll do it for us. Go Yankees. Go American League. We have great pride or something. I don't know. Home run derby should be fun. Woohoo!